Happy New Year, squad, and welcome back to Geek Force. The squad comes back talking about the Mandalorian. Did you check it out? It was amazing. And we wrap up by talking about the amazingly terrible Wonder Woman 84. Cat goes on a tirade and Raymond just sits back and listens. But see what we're talking about now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the awesome squad of Emi, Ray, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. Happy MLK Day. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. And happy. By the time this episode comes out, we will have a whole new administration in the United States of America. This is the yes. last Monday under Thank 45. The U.S. gets a whole new spack of paint with the same things happening on the inside. Just a little tweak. It's kind of like an iPhone. We get a cool aesthetic upgrade, but it's the same shit on the inside. Mm, <laughs> don't don't take that word for it. <laughs> well, I'm excited today because uh, over the weekend, a lot of geeky things happen from shows to movies to anime. But we're going to narrow down to the most important one, I feel. And that is Disney Plus slash Marvel finally, finally, after years of hearing this news, have released the first of their Marvel TV shows, WandaVision. WandaVision. And they released two episodes to begin this whole season, a brand new journey for us all. And it's it's, on, it's fire. It's lit. Like, it's an A-plus show, I believe. So I really want to dive into that and talk about that. Um listeners if you have not watched it i'm just saying straight up spoilers so you might want to fast forward through this whole (laughs) bit but if you have watched it stay tuned and let us know in the comments or anywhere else if what we say is cool or not you know i have so many thoughts on these two episodes but uh uh I, i don't know where to begin like Let's just talk about like the show generally. Like, let's just talk about the intro. If you are a big fan of uh, watching a TV show in the past, circa um, Charmed or uh, I Love Lucy, this definitely Bewitched. had yeah. or Bewitched. This definitely had a very uh, throwback theme song to it. It literally also gave you the full exposition of what was happening of like Wanda and Vision we went to a small town <laughs> it was all in the theme song leading up to them it was very cheesy like very like bewitched kind of like sparkly magic in the before like things popping <laughs> in and out of frames um, but yeah I, I think they did an amazing job with like the camera work like the cameras like you know we when we see TVs, you know, when we watch TV shows now, there's a whole lot of like you can see like the front and the back of someone from multiple angles. But from that perspective during that show, like great, everything's happening in front of the camera. Everyone's turning out and talking at each other, but also talking at the camera. So they, they were kind of like really sticking to that theme a lot of like great. When they enter, they enter from like the side of the, of the camera, and they have to face the camera, and like like they're limited in what they can and can't do according to like the rules of TV at that time. So mm-hmm. that was dope to see them kind of like like really stick to that rule they set up for themselves and for the world that was created. I really love that they did that. I like that each episode jumps a decade so you can see a huge difference from episode one to episode two. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that 
because in the 60s was when they started moving the camera around they started going outside more and they actually featured that and i really like whoever's on this production crew did their research um i was just letting evening and rain know they brought dick van dyke as a consultant to get that whole mid-atlantic nasally american tone down because elizabeth olsen was killing it she was like the perfect housewife in the first episode. Like, did play, it that to that the Cockney accent? Oh no! Yes, yes. It was like <laughs> there's so much, like so much in the details that I appreciate, like just the accents, the the facial expressions, the the set, their clothes, how everything, like even how she does her little magic, the little jokes, even when he's at the workplace and you have the guy with the box, you know, with the one-liner, like everything was just hitting the spot. And I'm just like, I enjoyed that. But then I enjoyed the real story that it's like, it's like this show's like exception. There's so many freaking layers. Like you have the show in a show. And then you know, if you know Wanda, you know Scarlet Witch and her abilities, then you know something sinister is happening um deep inside. But we're we're made to see what is being projected. And so we we're watching and enjoying these shows, but then there's moments in the show where it gets kind of crazy, kind of intense, kind of out there, and I feel like that's when reality is trying to crack in, you know, because we don't know what's really going on outside of this world, and we're not allowed to because Wanda is in charge of the story or 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 whatever. And I just I love that. Like this is a show within a show. We are an audience like twice like we're watching both both worlds and i just i love it like great yeah, job I mean, and then it's amazing i think what's interesting is like if you know any of the marvels you know movies you are aware that vision died before the snap so the biggest question you're probably asking yourself is how is he in this world um is this the real vision is this, you know, a construct that Wanda has thought up? And like, what kind of gave me that feeling that that this might be a, a vision that she constructed, I think was in the first episode. We see, you know, they do the whole like, oh, we have a date confused. What's this date mean? Like, what's the 23rd? And like, they do this whole thing where like they have this very generic, um, you know, of course, with the time, 60s boss comes to dinner at your house and like your job is depending on it. And he starts choking and you have this really surreal where the camera starts changing angles. Like it, it just like it jumps a couple of years. Now you're seeing things from her perspective, from a guy's perspective. And then you're hearing um, the, the boss's wife, you know, just saying, you know, stop it, stop it over and over again. And then you see Wanda look at Vision because Vision isn't moving. He's just kind of watching. Then Wanda says, help him. And then he moves. I think for me, that's like, oh, okay, this fully is in her mind. And maybe the boss's person is like some other attendant or maybe her own psyche. But it looks like Vision is most likely her construct because he didn't move or didn't act uh, independently of what she wanted to happen. Because again, Vision is dead. Like we watched him get his little face crushed in um, from Thanos a while ago. And we know that, you know, after that second snap, he wasn't going to be included in that, like people that were brought back because of course Heimdall and Loki were also part of the folks that got, you know, killed before the snap. So I'm going to be interested in seeing 
if they're going to do the whole, I mean, because I mean, of course, it's a comic book movie, and if you read comic books, you know the heroes never truly die. So I'm interested to see like if they, you know, if this is a a you know a vision construct that Wanda has crafted up to make herself feel better because she's going through an episode, or B, they like plugged up some generic version of vision that they've like been able to save from his motherboard or some other ridiculous uh tech uh marvel nonsense to include him in the story but i definitely feel like there was um an interesting moment and also we get to know that uh swords involved which is dope because that's where um that's where our good old buddy nick fury was at the end of uh i want to say was it miss marvel no it was the end of spider-man Captain Marvel. Oh, um, so basically, oh. when like they do that whole zoom out at the very end of the first episode, where like they like cut the like, cut, cut the screen off, there's a like a there's like a screen saver of a sword with fire around it, okay. and that's the logo for sword. Which it's is on the notepad. it's on the notepad too. Sorry, yeah. Notepad, yeah, where it's basically the logo for sword, which is where. Um, Okay. You know, Nick Fury was you know in that space edition of like the uh, of of Shield, so that means that he's most likely on a sword base, uh, and most likely maybe Nick Fury's doing something that was done to to Coulson where he had to go to what was the island Tahiti. 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 Maybe this is like Tahiti version point two point oh. Yeah, so this is interesting to see the kind of, and they probably won't do that, but I'm I'm interested. To see, oh, she's on a, a sword base, so she's kind of safe, maybe. Like, Maybe. I thought she would be on Hydra, but there was uh, a Hydra. There's a lot of, like, a I want to call them, like, there's a lot of things. And I think they're trying to trip everyone up by including all these images just everywhere. To be like, you don't know where we're going to yeah. go with this. Yeah, that's that's why I've been quiet so far, because I really have, I feel like I don't have much to say on this show after those two episodes. Like, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. And I don't, and I feel like this actually might be one of those shows that might be better to just wait till all the eight episodes are out. Because in the meantime, we're just kind of, I don't, like how much of these first two episodes are actually really going to matter once things start shit hitting the fan and uh, like yep. in the next couple episodes like we might look back on these episodes like oh those were great homages to to bewitched and old school television but like uh that's about all they were and not, like right. <laughs> so we'll see it's it's enjoyable i i like the easter eggs of course but and I like the difference. It's not straight comic book action nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I appreciate that it's this is a different show with a different vibe, and it's something that it, that would not happen if this was a mainstream movie. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> and also, that, like, the stakes are kind of lowish per episode of like. You know, you gotta have a good dinner for the boss, or you're fired. And next, it's like, oh, we have to put on a good talent show. Like, it's like very. <laughs> it's not like really big of like, oh, there's a huge like hole in the sky that's shooting like a white beam of light in the world. Yeah. Like, no, it's like I need to make a good like tr- tr- ducking for my boss. So like, the, so I'm a good wife or whatever nonsense that was happening during that era of TV. So it's mm-hmm. like, like should be kind of see like, oh, like, oh man, is is she gonna be able to, to like? Make the magic show work, <laughs> as opposed to like, I'm oh gonna my save gosh. the world. That <laughs> magic show—that was my favorite scene. I was dying. Benny is so freaking funny. Like, okay, so we know Vision is Vision, but then like seeing Vision being put in human situations, I think that for me is my favorite part of the show because it's like. 
Like it's, it's still the whole of this show within a show, you know, he's half machine. She's basically a witch type thing, which I still love. But like see him like the little dialogue where they're kind of like for the first episode, I do like how the dialogue has a double meaning when the boss tells Vision, oh, you're dense, aren't you, Vision? And technically he is dense because he can face anything. But at the same time, Vision is dense because he's not hip to human slang and stuff. So I was like, I was, you should have seen me. I was having a whole geek moment. So it's like, even in like the second episode, when he's all like, you know, chewing gum was like a cool thing in the 60s. This man eats a piece of gum and because it clogs up his system, he's basically drunk. And he's like being the drunken husband kind of trope where <laughs> he was messing up everything. And I was just... <laughs> I was on the floor crying. Um, but I, for me, that's like my, I mean, I love everything else, but like my highlight of every show is like, what, 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 what human problem are they going to put vision through now? You know? <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if the next episode's seventies, since we're jumping by decade. So I'm wondering like, okay, what's the, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to figure out, but I'm just curious of like, okay, so what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. And then I have like, I just want to know, so like with the the the, the supporting characters of the show, they all have some type of meaning in Wanda's life in her reality right now, or they represent something in her psyche. Like Agnes is that friendly, super nosy neighbor with the with the Can't husband she complains about, but Can't like we never see. Can't and I'm like, who could she be? Is she like? I mean, the comics she would be Agatha, but how would that like are we I feel like some characters and things in her mind are stuff from the past too and she's mixing up past present future right now and because then I think about how so listeners this is really cool uh back in the day when they had commercial breaks they only had like a one or two commercial break in the middle of the show in the first episode they had a Tony Stark uh product being presented and it was great until they were showing the toaster and it started to beep and it was beeping. It had a red light. Again, red is very significant in her mem- like in the show because everything's in black and white. But at the same time, I was looking up with that mix. I was like, what did that mean? And reading that, I forgot that in the second Avengers movie, when she, you know, encountered the Avengers, she was saying how, you know, they hated Tony Stark. They hated Stark stuff because, you know, her parents got killed by a, a explosion and the shell was in their living room and it was beeping and they didn't know if they were going to live to see the day because it was just beeping and they were traveling the rubble so i was like is th- that commercial was like related to uh that memory of start tech and how it was beeping and it was just it created such an intense moment i don't know for y'all but i was just like is it about to blow up on the screen? And I was like getting that same feeling that she and uh, her brother were feeling when they were kids. I was like, excellent writing, like to even be put in her perspective of that commercial. And my thing is, who are those two people? Are they like her parents? Who are those people who are in these commercials? The second commercial uh, obviously was a Hydra because they said Strucker. I was like, Von Strucker? And as you know, he helped, like he had her and her brother all up in the lab so I'm like what does that mean so it's just so many easter eggs you know and I like that 
again, this whole show is like that magic show episode where it's all about illusion and, and creating and fooling our mind. I feel like that's what's happening right now. And then once we get further into the show, it's like we're going to see the cracks of reality breaking through and then we're going to be like, what? So I really can't wait for that. Like the setup is nice, but mm-hmm. I really feel like the show really is a giant magic trick that's building up. In my opinion. Well, I'm also thinking like we should also like make aware that by episode two, we're aware that uh, there is at least somewhat of Wanda making her own decisions. You know, at the end of episode two, we see them encounter someone, you know, coming out of uh, the sewer. And we don't know who this person is, but of course, Wanda says no. And she rewinds time to where it doesn't happen. So it seems like, you know, Wanda is aware that okay, this isn't right, and I don't or I don't want that to happen. And she's capable of like rewinding herself and even Vision. Because I mean, again, I think that again proves that this isn't really Vision because Vision forgot that even happened, and like she just pulled time and she got pregnant, and like the and like the story's progressing. So I'm wondering if we're going to see like again with like if you ever read like um, House of M or you ever read any of the uh, of the comics where uh, you know. She happens to get angry or upset and she makes these decisions. What ends up happening is these little triggers of people trying to like, hey, you can't do this. Hey, I know you're going through a lot right now. Like you got to step out of it. So I'm wondering if that voice we hear is someone trying to tell her, hey, like what's going on? Like, where are you? What are you doing? And she's like actively trying to recede further into herself. So I look forward to seeing what's like, what's going to happen in terms of the progression. Like, are we going to like with, cause I mean, with color comes a whole new world. I forget what, what movie that it came out where like, um, I think it might've had uh, Homer from Spider-Man where like, it started out in like black and white and wherever there was emotion or pleasure or kindness, like colors flared up. So I'm wondering with this um, step into color, we're going to get more emotional moments out of the show because now like, you know, it's, it's, it's opening up to like more and more things. So that'd be dope. And also I think it's great to like bring up that Paul Bettany definitely was channeling his um, Joffrey Chaucer from Knight's Tale persona in that second episode. Like he was fully putting on that stage and performance of shouting and just being his drunk self in that movie. But yeah. Like I'm looking forward to what's going to happen. I do think that, with this uh, inclusion of color and stepping into the 70s, um, you know, if you ever watch any of the show that came out in the 70s, um, there were a lot of like hot button issues, a lot of personal issues. It became less about like the family dynamic and more of like, oh, the world's affecting our family. So if we're going to see more moments of Wanda, you know, having to either reset time or running into people that could affect the time that she sits. So again, like Ray said, there's going to be a lot of uh, things thrown at us. I mean, I think that's a great part of this, of this series thus far. They're willing to include so many like, oh, that's in there. Is it going to make sense? Maybe not, but we're going to put it in there. So you're constantly pausing and looking and pointing things. They're like, oh, look at that. There's a Grim Reaper hat. And he's from the comics from like the 40s. And it's like, do you think they're going to like invest in doing a villain from the 40s on this? Maybe not. So it'd be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like recently they have like eight episodes. There's six more to go. So I look forward to seeing it. I don't know how many episodes. Oh, I thought there was going to be six episodes or eight. I will check. Is, okay. No, Wikipedia doesn't have 
any information on how many episodes the season's supposed to be. Uh, oh. I don't know if they've announced how many episodes the season's supposed to be. So Wow, Disney's uh, crazy powerful if they can't even tell us. We're looking at the Mandalorian, maybe they'll follow the Mandalorian episodes of like, hey, they have XYZ episodes, but we'll see. Six, eight, or ten is what I would assume. Yeah, six. I feel like it should be six, but if it's eight, that's even better. I feel like ten might be a little too long. For well, I mean, either episode, way, for think, first season. However long it is, I'm like the like Wanda is a MCU character, so I'm sure they're mm-hmm. going to try to do some kind of connection to. I mean, maybe maybe the uh, Doctor Strange movie, or maybe they're saying, you know, we're just going to do these small one-offs independent of the film that we'll maybe mention briefly, but who knows? I mean, I think they've definitely had their uh, their trial and error with it, uh, i.e. S.H.I.E.L.D. Eight episodes? Nine. Nine, nine episodes. Nine. Where are you getting nine from? <clears throat> uh, ing.com. I'm sorry, IGN.com. Oh. Interesting. I, uh, I don't, I also don't think this is going to be a two-season kind of show. I, yeah, no, no, no. This seems like it's going to be a just a little mini series is what it seems like they're gotcha. doing with a lot of these shows that are mm. that they're about to come out with soon. Um, yeah, okay. Disney Plus needs that boost, so I can like definitely just a one mini series, which means that means that makes me happy. That means this quality is going to be very high quality content, especially oh. as we have received from Watchmen. Uh, when you have that one season and less than ten episodes to get it right. It's, that means they're going to be very smart in what they're going to be showing and 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 everything and yeah it, it already feel, yeah they, they these first two episodes feel tight on uh getting in exactly what they want to say and doing just the right amount of what they want to do with the hints and the clues and all that mm-hmm. stuff so um hopefully ign is right and we're getting nine that'll be nice Across. Yeah, it has the uh, release date for each episode, so oh. yeah. oh hopefully. That's right. Do you did you have I know you have so many things to say about this episode. I mean, I'm kind of in Ray's corner where I'm just like I felt like it was like like a little little a bit to like just kind of get into it and I feel like Again, I want more before I can like really break it down because I feel like there's so much that we obviously are unaware of right now. But I did really like um, I I watched a a thing about it. And the first two episodes, they actually had a live audience for those um, those episodes because, you know, it was based on, you know, the similar time. So I thought that was really cool that they had that. It was like kind of like the nice little like. Uh, something you don't notice, but it's there. That's and it's cool. kind of like you know, that a throwback. Cool. Yeah. Marvel. Yes. It explains why there wasn't a whole lot on the deeper storyline of what's going on in those first two episodes then because they had a they had a live studio audience watching them well, film it. it, it was, and they didn't want to give them I think it, too much away. I think it was I think it was mostly friends and family who were in the audience. It wasn't like, you know, people from the street. Uh, so so yeah. you're kind of keeping it a little yeah. more insulated yeah. <laughs> than it could have been. So that is genius so uh yeah that's that's i think we're we we did pretty well on grazing the surface but uh i think we'll let you guys know what's up for the next i feel like we should wait for the next two episodes i'm fine just unpacking every two episodes because uh (laughs) It's about to get crazy. Unless something crazy happens. I was like, what?
wait, we can talk about this. We this need, is important. Yeah, we never can talk about it. But uh, yeah, you guys, let us know on on our social media what you guys think about Wonder Vision. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Hit us up in the comments. Google has the like when I googled it and it has like you know how they have like the the ratings for it there were hella one star reviews and I'm like I don't understand I don't want to know why because if it's the, <laughs> a woman's a <clears throat> protagonist I don't want to know you know <laughs> rating systems aren't really what they used to be so don't even go off yeah I know y'all, yeah. y'all have I the know. perfect excuse to say that after having that video game year last year the video game y'all played yeah you have every right to say that part of it. Yeah, I was. That was my I follow a statement there. Is if it's any, if it's people just angry because they didn't know what was about to happen and they were expecting mm-hmm. a superhero show and they got, I love Lucy. Uh, I uh, I don't feel sorry for any of them. So I have to think when I watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I have star. to. Okay, I'm not mad about it. They have to watch Legion then and see what Marvel did before they were all, fired by Disney. It's you all that caused my problems with the Marvel cinematic cookie cutter universe. So uh, <laughs> out of here. Let me right. have my unique <laughs> television shows that I'll aren't go back the same to DC. thing. Just go back to DC. <laughs> Go over there to that trash. <laughs> wow, that's he said the T-word. Put that in a sentence and say it out loud. That was the first for me. <laughs> I feel like all of our actions have basically said that though. <laughs> I know, but Ray saying it, it like it's the official like if he was wonder right now, that means it is so. Make it so he did it. It's Raymond in reality now. <laughs> you heard it. House of R. Well, that's, that's coming. Like, that's, that's coming. coming. <laughs> that's gonna happen. You keep saying things that keep happening. Thank so I'm just like I'm Marla. waiting for Raymond to like fully like transpire. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I think we keep an eye on him. <laughs> He's like secretly lying. Yeah, on December twenty first and told no one. This podcast could get, could be used against me in the court of law. Uh, I will be the fifth on everything. William Stryker is going to tweet to Raymond. Oh, we found you. <laughs> I did say that if I ever got superpowers, I was disappearing to go practice learning my superpowers. For how long that took. So the fact that I'm still here and around a month later probably means I don't, but I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, Raymond's powers include being able to astro project himself and also still being able to like touch things. Would be so, I would be somewhere in the woods Asher projecting into this podcast to oh, practice yeah. so yeah that's a whole water forest in Canada that's like has no trees anymore because they've been like fully cut in half and yeah. you like a log cabin there that's oh. where that, Raymond is I'll be in the Grand Canyon Dragon Ball Z area next week <laughs> Raymond's prepping for a really good, a really good comic on that. He's in the canyon for like four days straight. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's actually my favorite parts of Dragon Ball Z is when Goku is 
echoing for like the for the twelfth time in a row. It's like reverberating off of the the, the subtitles themselves. He's not here before. He just goes like echoes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, give me. Disney, keep these kind of shows coming. Don't, I don't need the run-of-the-mill same nonsense that I'll keep. You can say that for your movies. Uh, keep these kind of unique, interesting, different, special kind of shows coming from Star Wars. And I hope that's the feedback they end up getting. I need to make sure I put some comments somewhere so that they can read yes. them. Right. I mean, we got I, I feel Loki that. Yes. May, right. and we got the Falcon Winter Soldier. Really weird. Falcon Winter Soldier looks like it's going to be pretty standard, which is yeah. fine. That's what I would like. They got to have at least one standard thing in there. And if out of the three of those things, Falcon Winter Soldier makes the most sense to be the most ordinary. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're going to, they got to have some cool fight scenes and stuff in there. Plus Falcon oh, yeah. is Oh man, Falcon's so cool to watch. Uh, those, so. those damn wings. He's got to incorporate some yeah. combat with those big ass birds. He's got a shield and wings. He, he I calls see up how that's and a little spin and then shoots out somewhere else. That It's so cool. Did they, did they announce the date for that yet? Uh, it's okay, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah. yeah. I think the last one so, might be what if. Watch the Snyder Cut and then, and, We're and not then watching watch the Snyder that. Cut. To rinse your brain out. I'll, I'll I, watch I it. I know. I'll I'm watch just, it for Cat will do it. I know Cat will. <laughs> uh, I mean, it'd be nice for an incentive. Somebody hit hit. I will uh, watch it for incentive. Four but. hour jerk off fest for all the. No, thank you. I'm good on that. Jerk, jerk off fest. That's, that's what it is. It's literally no. a four hour just jerk fest. But they're like, look what I did. Look it's what Ray, I did. Ray, <laughs> it's, it's Ray Fisher is going when I finish it. Yes, yeah, Ray Ray is is Ray 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 finish. Such a dick. He got Ed and then they get to finish. Everyone else did but him. That's why he's angry. He's got blue balls. <laughs> yes, he has blue metallic balls. Like, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. <laughs> y'all led me on. Y'all put me in all these previews. And I, I don't get to be in this movie. Forget you. I'm out of here. I'm never going to do this film. I hope you get paid, though, right? Uh, I think he did. I hope he did. I feel like DC doesn't want any more problems with him, so I'm sure he was the first one paid. <laughs> like, just take your money. Leave us alone. Like, go. You made us look bad. I know our films do that by themselves, but you made us look personally bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damn, between Raymond and Marlon, twenty twenty one, y'all. I feel like, I feel like one of the many like nails in the coffin is going to be this four hour nonsense. I feel like film critics are going to watch them and be like, "This was four hours of nonsense. Like this added nothing to an already bad film." And I look forward to people just like dragging him of like, "Hey." Adding three or two extra hours to a bad film doesn't equal it being a good film. Sometimes, you know, quantity doesn't equal quality. And like, just because you added extra hours, it doesn't make it a good film. So I'm looking forward to them being like, cool, thanks for wasting everyone's time. This is still bad. I mean, <laughs> now everyone check out uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. I mean, honestly, I think he's setting himself up for like I think him and the other people who've been tweeting like about this cut are gonna be disappointed. Like I feel like the internet's gonna be like, this was stupid. 
Like you hyped us Sorry, up for Jason that served very little purpose. Cool, you re you reskinned this character to be Apocalypse, but like it's the same, like it's the same story. <laughs> also, if they went back and reshot something, it's gonna look weird if you go back and try to literally if you go back and try to reshoot a movie, look at the Star Wars films when yes, George is going back and like, let me fix this. It's like, no, it looks weird now. It's like, here's the tweet of them like, we're gonna go see Han in this like tavern. Oh, but we're gonna show this CGI like alien argument that looks way too like modern, like in this like old school background. And, like, it's, it's, it's a jarring pullout. And it's like, it's gonna be weird. And I really had hoped they had just done like, hey, we'll, we'll put it out on like a DVD box set or some other like redonkulous nonsense. But Fans. here we are. Listeners, if you're uh, short on DC content, there's a whole slew of movies uh, from the animated universe on HBO Max. You got Young Justice uh, season Young three, Justice. that is fantastic. Yes. Uh, uh, Harley Quinn, pretty good Harley Quinn, I Harley hear Quinn is uh, yeah. Go go watch those things. Don't waste your time with these live action Don't movies anymore. They're not. Worth like, your time. swear to God, if y'all watch this four hour film. It's gonna get in someone's head like, oh, so four hours is 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 is, is, is four hours is the new two hours. Let's I mean, they that. already they already think director's cuts are the way to go. Clearly, like it's yeah. just gonna really I mean, continue to read. Unless you're like <laughs> Lord of the Rings, and it's like the original like one through three of Lord of the Rings master's cut, where it's like, great, we didn't get to shoot like these important scenes that are kind of important, but also took them out. But like, here's a four hour uh, fellowship of, of the rings with like all these important backstories. And like, here's like, here are the Eagles. Also, here's the part no, where they thought that was a good idea enough to make three movies out of the Hobbit. So that's I don't, true. I, I take don't it know. Back. They got the uh, that was a whole other issue. That's another issue. That that that's 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 <laughs> we're going we're, we're to dissect that on a special day. We're just waiting for that day. Yeah, I, I, I did not know how Sauron died until I watched the extended director's cut of like the Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh, wait, what? what? Y'all kills him? What do you mean you don't know how he no, died? Like, he dies in all the versions. No, no, it all, he does die, but like you don't see this whole part where like Wormtail fully throws him from the top of this thing, and it's the whole like argument they have like <laughs> off off screen. There's like oh, no, there's a whole other extra Wormtail? argument happening off screen that like he like jumped in wherever he's thrown, but you don't see the whole like lead up to it. Peter Pettigrew. Like, what are you he's talking, talking about, about Gollum? He's talking about Gollum. No, no, he's no, talking about, about like, like worm is it, is it worm tongue? What's his name? Eagle? Worm tail. Worm tail? Worm tail was Harry Potter. Yeah, that's I was that's what I was like, that's Peter Pettigrew. Worm tongue? No, <laughs> there is a character <laughs> named Worm something in Lord of the Rings and Eming's on it. And she's she's right here worm with tongue? The little the little the little rat tail looking dude that was helping Nerdin? That dude? No, no. He's the one that when the king is like being yeah. like possessed, he's like at the. Yes, the that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. King so Bearden, that little dude who wanted his niece, that yes. dude. Yes. Yeah. So, like, there's a whole thing where, like, he's having an argument with um, Sauron. Sauron, like, yeah. You mean when he's on the tower talking down that part? That part. No, the, the part where he fully, like, just grabs him and, like, just, like, throws him from, like, the, like, the top of the tower. Yeah. There's like a whole extra bit that I didn't get to see until I watched. He he he, 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 he picked him, him up, but there was a scene 
after he ran in from Rohan and he came to him. Now that scene was not a theatrical thing when he showed up at the tower, like my lord, my liege, I'm back. And then they have a oh, conversation. Sorry, they, have yeah. a, they have a an encounter. So you're talking about the wizard, the not Sauron. Of Lord of the Rings, see, Return of the King. So any, he didn't see how Sauron died because they didn't really show yeah, how he was stabbed. Yes. You know how he fell and stabbed. They didn't show the stabbing part because, you know, children. Oh, you mean that spinny wheel yes. thing that he fell on? Yes. That's what Marlon's talking about. He stabs him in the back, not slitting his throat, and in turn is killed in an arrow. Yeah, so there's a whole scene where, like, an extended version where, like, that's an extended version. Yeah, yeah I only know that version. I don't. Know, I don't remember the the the, uh, the original. To all, cut of, all that. Watch that out the gate. I mean, we, 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 we like the regular plebeians that we were. Her mind because it's true. <laughs> what you see? I don't remember. It, I might the first one is like you don't remember the first one. This is what I happens when you like she's a fandom late, and people are like, "No, that's normal." I was like, "Wait, I watched the other version. That one doesn't exist in her mind." See, that's how I feel about when you guys talk about things that I'm not familiar with, and I'm just like, "What?" This show actually is better, and you can I, forget the one you're watching. I'm trying to like, imagine <laughs> the 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 Star Wars fan that's out there that's like, "Yeah, when Hayden Christensen was the Force Ghost at the end of Episode Six, yeah. like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just." I'm trying to oh, imagine that Star Wars They probably exist, but it, I just, they, they I would just, I would rub my. This is why you don't go back and chase things. It's really weird. It's the only young person. It's like, why would he turn back to young, hated Christians? That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, it'd be dumb. So like, I don't know, maybe himself without the mechanical he body. With the scars? Like, Meh. whatever. Star Wars, um, man. I'm mad at that. I feel like if I was a Jedi, I'd be like, oh, this is fucked up. You mean I, I could have been young the whole time? I had a choice. This kills babies, kills a whole tribe of I people. I want to look at Ian McGregor. It's ridiculous. The right side does suck. Completely alternative topic. Uh, <laughs> we were trying to get there. Sorry, Ray. We no, it's okay. Uh, the um, it came up in my little friend group uh, recently, and it's a fun little uh, uh, topic to kind of think about uh, since we're reaching the end of our current video game console generation: uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch. I guess the Wii U is technically in that generation too. Wii U is so short-lived. Anyway, um, so since we're reaching the end of this generation, um, it's fun to look back and kind of rank and think about uh, all the console generations that we've ever had, uh, which ones were some of the better ones, and which mm-hmm. one... I think the best question is, what is the worst console generation? Uh, like, which, which one, if you have to rank them, which one are we putting on the bottom of all the 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 generations that's actually where i'd like to start this conversation i'm gonna pull out the first two because after looking them up the first two generations are like too old it's like magnavox odyssey tv tennis electro the coleco telestar like this is like 1970s late 1970s none of these things are like meaningful enough do they matter (laughs) yeah like none of these matter uh the the atari 2600 was second 
the second generation, the ColecoVision, the Intellivision. These are still so old that like if we're it's hard to even kind of compare these even to the Nintendo. Like I think I have a gray and purple Nintendo was like my first one. Yeah, so that's where we're we're starting here with a third generation, which is Nintendo, Famicom, the Atari seventy eight hundred, uh, the Sega Master System. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the first one. Fourth yeah, one, yeah. just I to agree. go quickly, uh, Gen- Sega Genesis, Super NES, the Neo Geo. That's the Game Boy. Also, that's fourth generation. That. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then. Game Boy Game Gear was both that that generation, and then fifth generation is the Atari Jaguar, the Sega Saturn, PlayStation One, and Nintendo sixty four. That's fifth generation. PlayStation. Yep. Sixth generation is Dreamcast, PlayStation Two, GameCube, Xbox. Um, I fr- I yes. left out. In fifth generation, we had. The Game Boy Color, I think. Yeah. But no yes. Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance was sixth generation Later. with the GameCube, oh. Xbox, PlayStation 2. That yeah, was when the Game Boy good. Advance came out. That was such a good generation. Yes. <laughs> Seventh generation is 360, PlayStation 3, the Wii, and the 3DS. I think the that's, 360, I think, was a little bit better than the PS3. Oh, no, honestly. that's the DS. That's I'm wrong. That's the DS and that's the PSP, is what that one is. Oh. <laughs> It was ahead of the last yeah. the most oh, the, the most recent one is like I said, Wii U, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, 3DS, and PS Vita. Okay. That's this most recent one. So out of all of those ones, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts on what's the worst generation? I have mine picked out, but thoughts on worst generation so far out of all of those. Hold yeah, on. Like I'm gonna, each, I'm gonna look each period of time, um, I can uh, share these. But think about uh, think about what where pl- PlayStation was and where Nintendo was, and that should help you remember some some of these things. I can I can start I can start yeah, with ahead. my thought. Uh, worst generation is Nintendo sixty four, PlayStation, Sega Saturn, uh, Game Boy Color. Worst generation is my my <gasps> opinion here. PlayStation, um, the first one. First PlayStation, yes. Um, and this this opinion is not just trying to shit on any games in that generation because there were some solid N64 games. There were some solid Golden games eye. during that time. Uh, but uh, I think if we're looking at all the generations, that was the one that was the biggest jump in technology because we went mm-hmm. from SNES, 2D games to N64, PlayStation. That was the beginning of 3D games for the most mm-hmm. part. It's like a Saturn 2. And those, there's just so many misses in that generation. Also, there's so many bad games, and just that's it looks the worst with all the weird polygons and all the blocky shapes and all mm-hmm. the looking back. If we're all looking back at Final Fantasy VII now, and like it was a solid game at the time, but like it had to be on four different discs and all the stuff. Like the technology just held back that generation so much, uh, mm-hmm. it being so new and and things like that. So, uh, Rumble Pack off the top of my head. I would put that one lower than even like the Nintendo uh, uh, Sega Master System generation back with Sonic and mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2 and was 3 on Nintendo? The original I Nintendo? Think it was. There's some really good Nintendo games. Yeah. Like original Nintendo games. I think, Raymond, I'm going to have to agree with you because I feel like with the N64 as well as the PlayStation, well as the PlayStation there's a lot of extra stuff you had to purchase to like 
get in with the game. Like I know with the N64, you have to get the rumble pack. You have to get some like the, you have to get like extra additional like cartridges for certain games, especially if you're doing like um, Pokemon Coliseum. Like there's like, there's a, a whole lot of extra stuff you had to get in order to like make it a fun game. And you had to get it multiple. So if you had like, like me, I had a brother, so you had to buy two Rumble Packs. You had to buy two of everything. So it was like, it was almost like buying real life DLCs or like you just couldn't put the game with the way it was meant to be played. So I will say like, I do agree that the, that the jump in tech made it, uh, it threw it in a bit of a curveball and they were trying to innovate. So I definitely think it kind of like, even though they were fun, it definitely added a whole lot of other things. Also, I feel like in terms of like the controller design as well, the controller design for the N64 uh, was um, chaotic at best. Uh, you had A, B. And the, the, the PlayStation 1's controller was it, it kind of set a standard that over that time period. But yeah, no, the N64 was kind of wild. It had, like, it had a directional pad, but also had like a joystick pad. And then it had like another directional pad because it had like the yellow arrows and it had like a regular like directional pad that had A, B, then had the Z pad in the back where you had to put your finger on the trigger. They were trying to do too much with that controller. Oh, yeah. It was like the mega controller. Like, they had the, they also had, like, the two little, like, they had triggers up top. It was just an everything controller. It was just everything in one controller. You had to, like, fully familiarize yourself with it beforehand. So, I will admit that they were trying to, like, jump in tech and, like, make it all make sense, but I do feel like it was just a very, like, the learning curve was intense at that time. So, I will say that was... Yeah, okay. I will also throw my hat in for that generation as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the generation before that. I'm going to go with the fourth generation. So that's with Sega Genesis and Super Super Genesis. So my first console was a Sega Genesis. And I briefly remembered because I remember the controller. And I remember, like, back then, video games were hella expensive. And I remember at the time for the Neo Geo reading an article how expensive and like reading it right now it was like nearly (laughs) the crazy price of nearly $700 which is way more than the PS5 of today and games were often retailing at over $250 what like and then a less expensive version for $399 did not include a memory card or game or anything you just got that for $399 for the Neo Geo and so I mean I understand this was at a very early time we're talking very early 90s late late, late 80s very early 90s uh, video games at home were you know kind of hitting the mainstream as well as playing video games at home like we had the Atari and everything but as far as having like 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 a different model compared to how the eighties were. And you had either like a flat, you had a very flat controller with some buttons. So you didn't have a really good grip on it. Like I'm thinking of, cause PlayStation to me had a great, like you can grip it and play it like Nintendo and like Sega, it was like kind of flat and with like chunky buttons on it. So you were kind of used to, like if you were a kid that went to the arcade, you know, you had your joystick and everything, whatever. And then coming home with like a super NES or a, a Sega, it, it, it was, it was different. Now I like out of all the ones in this generation, of course, for me, Sega personally was my favorite because Sonic was my dude. Like Sonic was my favorite game to play. I could <laughs> not play Mortal Kombat because I was not old enough, but you know, later on when I could play, I was like, it was cool, you know, but I, I, I was one of those kids that played Sonic before Mario and Sonic was like the only game I could play, but it was everything. But 
I just feel like with this generation, like, first of all, there's a whole bunch of other consoles I'd never even heard of. They were all hella expensive. They weren't really, like, mainstream because they didn't do well. And so I feel like, yes, this opened the doors to what we have to today. But I really feel like it wasn't a really great generation because it was, like, at best, two consoles that we ourselves could have played, the Super Nintendo and the Sega. If you had money and you had a Neo Geo, okay, you know. And then, um, I mean, I'm biased. This came out before PlayStation, so yeah, that too. But <laughs> I feel like this was the worst generation with, like, some of the stuff, like, if you got the game and, like, the console, you had to buy all the extra stuff, and that costs more money, too, like, the the, the cartridges and stuff, and I, and it's kind of like what Marlon said, like, it was a bunch of stuff, so I feel like by the time they got to the next generation, some of them didn't learn their lesson, it was like, you still had to buy extra stuff, but at the same time, more things were more compact, more things were easier to use, everything was reasonably priced and more mainstream, so I feel like because of that, I feel like the fifth generation was a little bit better. But the fourth generation, it's just like if you read the Wikipedia article, it's just to me, it's so sad. Like, how were we living like this? How did they allow this to happen? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you you make a fine point for fourth generation, too. There's there's I feel like there's so many there's so many things that the Super NES did because uh, it 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 got to just be a straight technical upgrade from nintendo it wasn't really trying to do anything like brand new it was just everything that nintendo can do and more like and so all the game designers that have made nintendo games were able to just make better stuff period because the super nintendo was just better uh but yeah there was a lot of other weird stuff i feel the 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 other one that pops in my head as an argument for worst generation is our is our current one uh ps4 xbox one all of this i like this one's this has been a pretty bad generation comparatively uh because you got all these bad games coming out with uh out in the world you have too many high like high cost games coming out in like 20 percent of the game content with it like expecting you to oh it's a living game there'll be more updates every month yada 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 like this it's been the least amount of effort for the maximum amount of profit kind of generation this one and it it just does not it just it does not feel good all these loot games that go nowhere all these all these games coming out with massive glitches like it's just it's kind of sad looking at this generation comparatively to some of like the uh you we already you already said very quickly the ps2 generation that one that's one of the best ones that actually yes. I, uh hands down that might be the best PS- I, I feel like that's the best actually, generation that's the best generation but the, that's my favorite generation the, the ps3 the ps3 one is a very close second to that one yes uh, yes and so so if we start like pulling all these other ones together this current one i actually would put maybe just above fourth and fifth and then we have this one and then i'd rather take like nintendo generation over this current generation like there's there's too many like I've, there's been a lot of games that i've enjoyed this generation of course but it's just not the as a whole it's just it has been weird it has been so weird yeah um, i think with the interesting four direction there also was i think a lot of risk and what the games they were making you know you had games like Rayman that came out of nowhere that were just really weird games on paper but you know had a cult following for a while and i feel like for this current generation they're really 
Like there are games that do take risks, but I feel like it's kind of like few and far in between. I think folks know what the formula is and just kind of reskin the formula uh, for, you know, for profit. And also I agree, like I feel like we are currently living in the, uh, you know, the current gen where living games are becoming more and more of the norm. I'm like, great, like we're gonna drop this game and it's gonna keep updating. We're gonna add new stuff to it. We're not gonna have the full game ready. You're gonna get it when we give it to you. Maybe eight months, maybe nine months down the line, or maybe this game will always constantly update. You know, or, or maybe it'll be a looter shooter where we can like, great, we're gonna oh. sell you new patches for like, thir- for like 34 bucks a piece. Give me the entire PS2 catalog over all of these things that are yes. happening. Yes. <laughs> At least then I was like, cool, like, this is it. Like, we are done with this. Like, it's ready to go. Like, you get a cool little icon on the little memory card and you click on it and you go and you play it. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's becoming more and more about uh, capital than it is about, like, you know, the content, which is why I think. And also, I feel like we are starting to see, you know, less and less indie games getting that, like, light because all these big name brands are, like, taking all that advertising money and, like, really selling it and, like, getting, like, merchandising and getting celebrity endorsements. Like, I even think back to Anthem where they got the director of District 9 to make a live action commercial for like millions of dollars just to sell the game. Um, I feel like that's becoming more and less uh, the the norm. It's becoming less about creativity in the long run and more about, you know, how much money can make off of it. Yeah. Because think about when I want to say it was in this generation where they started introducing downloadable content and, and more like looter shooter games and like before it it was like you got the game and that was the game you know you might get a a series or something in like the generation before but I will say this generation for me is third on the worst for me because of how much money you are spending and much time you want to put in and then being very disappointed in how it turns out due to technical glitches or a really weird storyline and or just like downloadable like for for example for me like um like division i i like i feel like you know out of tom clancy games i splinter cell is my favorite but i was trying to get a division because it, it had been a while before i got had i played a game and when i tried to play it i was very disappointed that i had to spend a lot of my own money i mean i didn't but they try to encourage you to spend a lot of money to get all the cool things and then i realized oh i'm old because back in the day this was unheard of and i know like <laughs> With mobile games, I feel like mobile games kind of, kind of brought that on too. You know, yeah. I don't know if that fits into your list for a generation, but the introduction uh, of mobile games really influenced the video game console series to me because now it's like, remember back in the day when we had Candy Crush, and then it was like, spend this to get this type of thing, spend this to get this type of thing, and you're yeah. just doing it, and the next thing you know, you spent fifty dollars on Candy Crush that month. You know, same idea. We have like a game and you want to get the coolest skin you want to get the coolest weapon you want to pre-order at a full price to get whatever in the game that people won't get until like a month after the game came out some of that really started in 360 ps3 timeline but but it is is exaggerated times like 20 in this in in our most recent one yes yes exactly and it's like so you're spending so 
in this generation before if you didn't it, i'm not talking about ps ps5 time but like Every ps4 game. time the pregame was like 60 dollars, right and you want to pre-order that and then oh but if you for a few more dollars you can get yeah. this and that next year no i'm spending 80 dollars, and then this Every- the game is crap Basically, every game has the standard edition, and then if you spend yeah, yeah. ten more bucks, you get you get this extra unlock of this gun that you're not going to get anywhere else. Plus this extra skin. Plus, mm-hmm. and it's just like the for the d- digital deluxe edition. It's just like what? Why are <laughs> this? Yeah. This current generation is is really bad. Really? Um, also, I think to Cat's yeah. point, like we really got to like talk about the fact that mobile gaming became a huge thing around that like PS3 generation, like. Even though, you know, Microsoft bought uh, Bethesda for like $7.6 billion, the highest acquisition is of Tencent, which is a mobile company. They are still the highest um, acquisition. They got bought off for $8.6 billion. By who? What? So the largest acquisition is currently held by the Chinese tech company Tencent, which acquired mobile gaming company Supercell. In 2016, for 8.6 billion dollars, they make games like that's kind of plans. No, that 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 acquisition is currently that's the PS4 timeline, not the PS3 timeline. I would say, like you know, in in, in terms of like whenever that happened, like mobile gaming became a big thing. Yeah, that's this bad one we're talking about. It's just it's been bad. (laughs) Mobile gaming hasn't helped. No, you're right. It's. And I feel like with mobile gaming, that led to games like Fortnite, like of today, because yep. I still think Fortnite in my head, people talk about Fortnite. I still think of it as a mobile game. It's such a mobile game to me, but it's played on all platforms. It's like one of the most popular games in the world, but it has such a mobile game mentality. And I think that's why I don't like it. I It feels like a very superficial game. You know, it's one of those you do it and then whatever, you know, and I get that other games are similar, but I just want to use Fortnite as an example because so much money is just being channeled through that game and the fandom is so big and I just don't understand and I don't know if it's because of my age maybe it's because of my age I just don't understand it I tried that game you know I like Minecraft I think Minecraft kind of gives a throwback to old games you know and I, I do appreciate that they understand they understand staying in their lane. And I think that's why I like Minecraft. They, they understand. But Fortnite is just trying to push to be like, I don't know. And and they usually win everything. And I just, I, my mind is just like, how did we get here? You know, and it's because of mobile games. And it's because this whole, nobody's coming in saying, we need, to, we need to make people pay more to get skins. And I'm like, this, I don't buy skins. Like, I don't understand the whole philosophy. Like, I understand, like, you want to look nice or whatever, but you're paying $2.99 for something that a character's going to wear. And then next month, they release more skins. And I'm just like, can we just focus on the game? Because the game needs help. Like, the story, the technology, like, the glitch, like, focus on that. I hope the money's going toward that. But it's not. Dude. And I get really frustrated on little things like that, you know, and and I I mean, I don't know. But then I think about games like Among Us, which was not made like with hella money in mind. But because of this, it, it kind of is a throwback to old games. Like it's just simple 2D game. And it's all about that whole like it brings people together. Like it, it does remind me. It reminds me. I mean, yeah, it does still have skins, but I mean. That's everybody. And I don't like that. But it reminds me of like back in the day when 
if you had a friend over and you're playing on your PS2 on a game like Street Fighter, it kind of has that same like we're all playing together. You know, I I love I like playing Among Us because you can play with anybody and it's just simple fun. It's not I spent $60 for this game. I got to put in 80 hours so I can find out if this is going to happen. And then I got to get the next collector's edition for 20 more like i don't have to worry about that manga is just gonna be whatever and the fact that it was free uh mobile like yes or yeah it was free on mobile it was five dollars on steam and five dollars for switch but still like they stayed in their lane if that makes sense they stayed in their lane they they know where they need to work and they they don't do too much and it makes it if if they put in the same amount of energy they're going to expect either the same amount of outcome because for a long time nobody knew that they were a game until quarantine happened you know so same with animal crossing simple so it's one of those simple ass games where you're literally farming the whole time it's one of them form but and trying to I'm trying to pay off your mortgage right it's literally real life <laughs> but because it's true. so cute and funny, it's a great game. You know, it's a pretty great game. There, I feel like there's some games that are taking the things that I don't like, but then they're making it work for them. And then there are games who are really promoting this whole ideal, and it falls super flat. But then they're trying to cover it up with sparkles and glitter, and I'm just like, nah, you're crap. You're just crap. I don't care if you spend eighty billion dollars. No, you know, looking at you, Avengers, but. Um. <laughs> yeah. There. Um, yeah. So, best generation. The. PS. Is, it the, is that the PS3, Xbox 360 generation? What's that? Yeah, the PS. The P, no PS2. PS2 yeah, is the best see, generation. I'm glad, but I'm glad Marlon said the other one because I think the other one, the other one's really close. The, the it's PS, really close. The PS2. It's, I think PS2 and in my head, mathematically, the PS2 one wins because that one's PS2 yeah. is Xbox One, which as a brand new console, that one it brought a Halo. Good. And I mean, they did pretty good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You have the GameCube, the most underrated console of yep. all time. Yep. Uh, and you have the Game Boy Advance, which was a phenomenal console. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that one does win. But the, the PS3, Xbox 360... Right yes, is right behind Requirements. it. Storage. You didn't have to buy that damn external memory card to plug it in. Also, with the Xbox 360, you have the implementation of party chat, which hadn't been a thing before. Yes. So now you have a party yes. chat feature. Yes. You also That's have the honestly Live. why the Xbox 360 beat the PlayStation 3 in that one yeah. rare situation. Because yeah. they, they, were, they were ahead of the game on internet features. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. And I think I the remember those duration, you also saw there was a really, there was like an uptick in terms of like, not only just quality, but also in terms of like, you know, uh, Xbox 360 had backwards compatibility. PlayStation 3 had... Um, Some of them did. Some of them didn't. But still, you, but still, you, you had some. It, it, it had been like a question. I had the one that did, and, it, and it, it was a feature, which really dope. But yeah, I think you also just saw like a versatility in what uh, you know it could be in terms of console wise. So I think that's why for me, I was like, okay, this is actually a pretty generation to come into. You also had things like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, which came out, which yes. is a phenomenal game. Um, yeah, I just think you, there's a lot of things that came out that were dope. Like, you, of course, the continuation of uh, Kratos and God of War. Like, those games came through. And, of course, we had Gears of War, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of just 
continuing content that came through those two consoles that I think, and also I feel like that was like the height of the which is better. And it just fully funneled more and more money to like pick a side and both sides actively became stronger. And I think it made them the two powerhouses of like, you know, where they are today because they were just like actively going back and forth with this game exclusive, this game exclusive. Trying to find on this, uh, on this on this Wikipedia page of best-selling consoles of all time, PS3 and Xbox 360 are literally right next to each other, with yeah. PS3 up by only a 0.4 million. Uh, and I'm trying wow. to find like what date the last data of this was to like, but I can't find it on here. So I'm really curious it, that basically they sold very even, and that's yeah. that's saying a lot for that generation. Yeah. Like it, like it fully fostered the whole like Xbox fanboy or, or a PS4 fanboy. Like you're like, which side do you want to claim? And like people yeah, are showing out, like people are really <laughs> showing out like their merch for whatever side they love more. Like they were really actively, you know, campaigning for that, and they were like buying those sides. Of course, some of us could get both, but like literally, I feel like that was when you started seeing a lot of uh, just changes in how they're doing consoles and how like, you know, they were making games. So I feel like as much as I enjoy the PS2 and I will I will always love it, I still have mine and I love the fact that like, it has the most like iconic startup system ever just to... You couldn't ever try to play but I, and not turn the volume off because you'd wake up everyone in the house with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I had a great time with the GameCube one too. With the it was like so, so, so great. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best timeline for games. Is, is, is that one literally a whole a whole trial basically since you were like four all the way up to when you were like 22 23 oh, i feel like that i wasn't four <laughs> when the playstation 2 came out i was i was i was i was and yeah no actually you're right i was like around fourth, like, fourth literally. and fifth grade so like yeah. eight eight nine ten the playstation 2 came out PlayStation 2? Okay. October, PlayStation 2 came uh, out in 2000. You were in fourth or fifth grade? That's, that can't what be year? right. 2000. 2000. Okay, so I was 14. Never mind. I don't okay, know. Yeah, I was sure. like, yeah, I was like, you can't be right. Okay, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I was thinking PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 was when I was yeah, elementary. That would be yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle school, <laughs> high school was PlayStation <laughs> 2. And then that's college was PlayStation 3. And PlayStation 3 was a great time because for me, that's when we had more video game parties because you, that was for, at least for the PlayStation 3, you can hook up more controllers. And so yeah. I remember college nights, we had Soul Calibur night every week. Uh, and oh, and we right. played uh, DC versus Mortal, Mortal Kombat, which I still think is one of the best games ever. Oh, I forgot um, about that game with the that Joker. That was one of the best games ever. <laughs> and they could never, like... Yeah, no, I don't... That. I don't think uh what's the it's not infamous. What's the name of that uh newer DC uh, Mortal Kombat feeling? Uh, uh, Injustice. Uh, Injustice. Injustice. There it is. It was like yeah, it's that's where Injustice came uh, from. Yeah, no, it is. And yeah, no, it's never reached that height again. But um, and depending on the console, you got an extra character. So like I think on PS yeah, there was Vader and was, Yoda or something. No, that was that was yeah, like, you're thinking of Soul Calibur for Vader and Yoda. 
Okay, yeah. See, I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> them back to back. That's when you start getting yeah. into the weird, like, all right, this was this was when video games started getting weird. Because you Soul Calibur 2 had the link on GameCube and yeah. uh, uh, Heihachi on PS2 and Spawn on Xbox. And I mean, yeah. like, it was like, <laughs> cool time. But, like, you gotta get an Xbox. But I kind of miss that. I kind of miss, like, since a lot of games of today are being presented on all platforms. And, you know, PS4. PlayStation is known for exclusives. Well, I kind of miss them going back to according to your platform, you get this, so that everyone wins. I you mean, know? No, it not, not anymore. Like money so that it doesn't happen. But yeah. And, and there's fun. that. There's that, and uh, a game recently tried to do that, and uh, everyone hated on them for it. And their name was you just brought them up a few minutes ago. Good old Marvel's <laughs> Adventures with uh, keeping Spider-Man on PlayStation consoles. So uh, yeah. I don't know if the world likes that anymore, but I, I hear you. <laughs> I want more inclusivity yeah. in our gameplay. I just yeah. feel like if you have that, you should have that. But yeah, Spider-Man that wouldn't be fair. But if they had like a smaller character, like you get. I don't know, so and so. You get so and so. Yeah, I, you know, but whatever. I, too much flack is going to come out. Think it's either it's 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 all for it's all or none. I think. <laughs> in, the, in the DLC world, uh, it stops making. It makes less sense. Oh yeah, first I mean like, oh, I didn't give it to you. Well, it's like five bucks if you want to get it through here, or you can grind for like four yeah. hours and get some crystals and come back and get it. I would definitely grind for it. <laughs> I'm that person. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. That's how they get you. Oh wow! So yeah, listeners, if you enjoyed this conversation, what was you, what was the worst con- uh, video game uh, generation for you? Uh, I think we had a consensus that it was somewhere in that PS PS one or Super Nintendo, one of those ones, yeah. where we kind of landed there. Generation, and then yeah. for you, what was the best? I think we both kind of combined PS two and ps3 for the best so yeah let us know what was what was your favorite thing and for that that was today's show thank you guys for coming together and talk about all the wonderful things listeners don't forget to hit up on our social media social social media on facebook twitter instagram and let us know what you think or if you have any questions um you know today is the last monday under 45's reign as i will say again so till then you guys enjoy your video games wear your masks wash your hands love each other and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california